One. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Oh, hello there. Sorry, I was just practicing for this year's uh, Christmas album. Uh, the Sports 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 album this year will feature songs including I Saw Bill Belichick Spying on Santa Claus and All I Want for Christmas is Garrett Cole's Contract. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, Bill Belichick is going to give us some uh, tips on how to use a video camera. Uh, we're going to talk all about the dollar dollar bills that, that Garrett Cole's got flown out of his pockets. And Victor Oladipo almost won a singing reality show contest? We'll get into it. Don't worry, friends. Stick with us because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the program, first off, a warm, happy, soulful welcome to the show. We're always happy to have guests here, and I know you're all happy to be here. So for you, if if you've never watched the show before, we like to give you a quick and dirty recap of what happened over the past weekend in the sports world, and maybe give you some insight onto what's going to be coming up next. If you like what you hear, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. That's me. And that's how you find me. We're also on all your favorite podcasting apps. Oh, I got the hiccups. We're good. Or you can email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. So this weekend, I did nothing, and it was amazing. Just caught up on work. And watch TV. Uh, that's pretty much it. So cool, fun. I saw Frozen too. That was radical. I guess has anyone ever described Frozen as radical? I don't know, but I'm gonna be the first. Um, and yeah, there we go. So uh, why don't we why don't we get rolling? Let's talk about a little football. A lot of football this weekend. Let's do it. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at this thing. So Giants uh, beating the Dolphins this week. Eli Manning playing it. What could be his last start? Ever and of course he gave the home crowd a show with three interceptions. All right, he had two touchdowns and two hundred and eighty something yards, but I just couldn't resist a dig at Eli. Three picks, come on, man. Uh, they did beat the Dolphins though, so yay, go Giants. Uh, Patriots beat the Bengals today. We're gonna actually gonna put a pin in this one uh, because there's some other behind the scenes stuff to talk about. But just know that the Patriots won 34 to 13 in that game. Moving on, the Buccaneers beat the Lions 38 to 17. Jameis Winston, man, he went off again. Four TDs, 458 yards. He is having a phenomenal back half to the season. Ronald Jones, by the way, had uh, 23 yards on 11 carries. Not a great uh, day for the running back. Um, moving on, Packers uh, beat the Bears 21 to 13. Uh, Packers really dominated this one the entire way. Bears getting 10 points in the fourth quarter. Trubisky with 334 yards for Chicago. Not enough. He was 29 for 53 on passing. So, yeah, that's 
pretty bad for those following at home. The Texans beat the Titans today 24-21. to And if you recall from last week, that's a huge game with a lot of implications here because uh, Texans now run that division. Tannehill, 279 in yards, two TDs. Carlos Hyde had a great game as well, 104 yards. And DeAndre Hopkins had 119 receiving yards. Chiefs beat the Broncos 23-3. Pat Mahomes uh, returning to form, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Not a bad day for him. Eagles get a win over the Redskins. They are now 7-7, and and a much-needed victory for them. Three touchdowns for Carson Wentz. On that one, they win 37-27. to Seahawks beating the Panthers 30-24. to Russell Wilson, 286 yards, two TDs. Chris Carson had a great game, 133 yards and two touchdowns himself. Tyler Lockett, also a great, uh, great receiving game for him. Uh, Jags get a win 20-16 over the Raiders. Uh, nice game for Derek Carr, 267 yards and a touchdown. Cardinals beat the Browns 30, ooh, hello, we went too far, 38-24. to um, Big win for the Cardinals. The Browns, just another, another sad day to be a Browns fan. Baker Mayfield, you stink. Kyler Murray was uh, pretty excited to say he's better than Baker Mayfield, which is probably true. Vikings got a win over the Chargers 39-10. to um, Vikings, they just went off, but their defense, man, their defense steamrolled them seven turnovers on the day. Nice win for the Minnesota Vikings. Cowboys get a win, uh, 44 to 21 over the Rams. Uh, Dak, uh, uh, uh I'm skipping over my words here. Really good game all around, but uh, the Rams just couldn't hold it together versus the Cowboys, who uh, definitely needed that win and maintain first place in the NFC East. Falcons beat the 49ers 29-22. We also have uh, the Ravens-Jets. Ravens beat the Jets really badly, 42-21. to But, I mean, did we expect anything differently? Tomorrow you have the Saints and the Colts. Right now, tonight, you got the Bills and the Steelers. That game's just getting rolling as I start this recording. Um, so I do not have a score for you in that one. Um, dum, 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 dum. Yeah, let's move over to the standings. All right, let's start with the uh, AFC East. The New England Patriots are now 11-3 and and have clinched themselves uh, the division with this victory. The Bills could still... Uh, they, they could still end up winning 11 games, but, um, you know, they they will not be able to uh, take the vi- division from New England. Jets are 5-9. and nine, uh, Dolphins are 3-11. and 11. The Ravens, they're 12-2. and two. They clinch that division. Steelers are behind them at 8-5. Browns at 6-8. and eight. And the Cincinnati Bengals, they're 1-13. and 13. In the NFC South, Houston takes first after a win over the Titans today. They're 9-5. and five. Titans are 8-6. Colts are 6-7. And, and the Jags are 5-9. and nine. And in the NFC, I'm sorry, the AFC West, the Chiefs have uh, clinched that division at 10 and 4. Raiders, who a few short weeks ago looked playoff grant bound, they've lost four straight games. They're now 6 and 8. Broncos are 5 and 9, and the Chargers are 5 and 9. And uh, as usual, if the playoffs were to begin right here, right now, the teams going in it would be your Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, and then you'd have the Bills and the Steelers. And uh, I've covered this before, but the Steelers would be winning the... the uh, uh, I'm sorry. They would uh, they have a better record 
they ah! uh steel well Steelers could go nine and five tonight <laughs> okay let me <laughs> should I turn around here all right that was a half turn close enough Steelers would win a uh, tiebreaker with the Titans uh if if they both end up with the same record but P- Pittsburgh does have a chance to go nine and five if they win today over the bills bills are have a chance to go ten and four if they win today as well um so yeah should be should be exciting. Honestly, Ravens to me are still the best team in the AFC. Uh, the Patriots are, even though they're eleven and three, they had an easy schedule this year. They've cheated a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll get to it. I promise. We'll get to the Spygate stuff. Um, you know, beyond that, the only other team that I think could contend is the Chiefs, and uh, Pat Mahomes is just. Start regaining his form after a, a patellar dislocation. Now, I said it when it first happened. A patellar dislocation takes six to eight weeks to fully heal. Remember, I'm a doctor, people. Uh, it takes six to eight weeks till he's back to normal, and we're starting to hit that six to eight-week point right now as the playoffs will be beginning in two short weeks. So, don't be surprised if the Chiefs actually push. But I still think Ravens for the AFC. Moving into the NFC, the Cowboys remain on top of the NFC East thanks to a uh, uh, victory over the Eagles, although the two do play coming this week, so that's going to be a really exciting one. Uh, both teams are 7-7, seven and seven, by the way. Giants are 3-11, and 11, Redskins 3-11. and 11. In the NFC North, the Packers have clinched a wild card. They might take the division two. They're eleven and three, but right behind them are the Vikings at ten and four. Bears are seven and seven. Lions are three and ten. In the NFC South, you got the Saints at ten and three. They have clinched their division with the Buccaneers at four uh, seven and seven. By the way, they've won four straight games. Falcons are five and nine. Panthers are five and nine wow panthers have lost six straight games that stinks by the way i i called it two weeks ago ron rivera was going to get fired i called it on this show so take that non-believers in the nfc west the seattle seahawks they're 11 and 3 followed by the 49ers who are also 11 and 3 so both have clinched a playoff spot we just don't know who's going to take that division and then you got the rams at eight and six cardinals at four and nine um, if the playoffs were to start today, here at this exact moment, you'd have the Cowboys, the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks, 49ers, and the Vikings all getting in. The Cowboys, even though they're 7-7, seven and seven, do ha- would have home field advantage because they did win their division and be playing a wildcard team that is dramatically better than they are. In fact, I believe they would be playing the, um, I believe they'd be playing the 49ers at <laughs> home which would kind of suck although they did just beat the 49ers so maybe i shouldn't be laughing about that no they beat the rams never mind it's all good all is good with the world all right let's move on to uh, next week's so uh we have an awkward schedule this week because we're that zone where there's no college games on saturday so the nfl will be playing some saturday games Houston and Tampa, you got Buffalo, New England. That should be a good one because there's some uh, ramifications in that game. Uh, and then you got the San Francisco playing the, uh, the, the Rams. Not too exciting there. And then you got Sunday's games. I would certainly want to tune in for the Cincinnati Miami game. They're both terrible, but. Uh, well, Cincinnati, actually, at this point, I guess it doesn't matter as much. A few weeks ago, it would have been much worse because you had two of the worst teams in the league playing each other. But Cincinnati could win that one, folks. So it might be a closer game 
than uh, we'd, we'd all hope for. Um, hmm. Eagles in Dallas. That's a big one. You're going to want to tune into that because the winner of that game could take the division. Uh, so I would tune into the, the Eagles Dallas game. The other games really aren't all that exciting next week, except for Green Bay, Minnesota, but that's on Monday. So Monday night game, Green Bay, Minnesota. I'm going to tune in. I don't know about you, but that's where I'll be. So yeah. All right, friends. So here we go. Uh, two cameramen working for the New England Patriots this week were, uh, were caught filming the sidelines the the Bengals sidelines um, the previous week, so so the idea here, or according to the the news people, the video people, is they were filming the advanced scout, right? Who's supposed to go ahead before the game, um, and and watch the team that the Patriots are going to be playing the next week to determine different trends, things like that. That um, you know, perhaps the the Bengals follow. Totally, that that's fine for them to be recording the advanced scout. The idea they were doing it for this documentary series that um, New England posts on their their website about different people who work for the Patriots. So they had credentials. They were allowed to go in and do this. And so while they're filming uh, Bengals' sidelines, well, while they're filming the advanced scout, somebody from Bengals' security came over and looked at the tape and saw that they weren't filming the advanced scout. They were just filming the Bengals on the sidelines. And so security immediately, red flags start going off in his head. He calls over NFL security, and so they start talking to the players. Now, the only reason we know any of this is because the video, there is a video of this that was released today. Jay Glazer uh, blew the story wide open on Fox NFL Sunday, and um, it's pretty bad looking for the Patriots. You know, these guys in the video, they're, they're... you know, they're making the claims, well, you know, we're just filming the advanced scout, we're doing this, we're doing that, we didn't realize we were doing anything wrong. If you're filming for for an NFL team, like, there are a lot of rules, actually, for those photographers that they need to know when they're doing these things. So, um, you know, last time the Patriots were caught doing this, it cost them a first-round pick, it cost Belichick, a, I, I believe, a, a million or so dollars, at least a million dollars out of his own paycheck. Uh, because he was the one they found who gave the order. Now, whether or not it was him this time around, it's hard to say. Obviously, we make the jokes. It was Belichick. The guy cheats at everything. Fair. But uh, we really don't have the proof yet that it was him. Am I defending Bill Belichick? Of course it had to be him. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think he would willingly go ahead and do this again after the last time the Patriots were so messed up from doing this. But... Who knows? Now, the other side of the coin is, why the hell would they be filming the Bengals? I mean, they it, it just doesn't make sense, because that's like a team you should be able to beat. They've only won one game this year. Um, I don't think you really need to cheat, Bill, or do you? Uh, so keep an eye out for that story going forward. Maybe the Patriots are finally feeling like this is it for them, and so let's go out with one big last cheating. Hurrah! I don't know. Uh, but that's the story there. The other big controversial news this week, well, uh, during the uh, bang, uh, the Bengals, too busy thinking about those Tigers, busy uh, the Dallas Cowboys and uh, and Los Angeles Rams game this week. Desperate Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, <sighs> turn it around again. We're gonna turn it around. Dak Prescott uh, won the coin toss. Immediately asked to kick, and then realized he wants to change his mind and defer to the second half. The 
Lyman didn't hear him, and so the the uh, Cowboys ended up kicking, much to their displeasure. Uh, but luckily, the uh, f- people watching the video in New York did catch Dak say they wanted to defer, and so by rectifying this, they got to defer in the second half. So Cowboys kicked it off twice. That was pretty special for them, I think. So uh, yeah, that was exciting there. Now I want to talk baseball. A lot of big players uh, signing contracts this week, but um, we got to talk about the biggest one, that of course being Mr. Garrett Cole, the newest member of the New York Yankees. All right, so Garrett Cole signs with the Yankees for $325 million a year. By the way, the way the Yankees recruited him, really cool, but also kind of weird. So they built this contraption, right? And so um, anytime they're trying to woo a player, well, I I don't even know. This is the first time I've heard of this. So they have this contraption. It's shaped like a home plate. And what what it does is it opens up revealing like the facade of Yankee Stadium and an iPad-like device in the middle that will answer any questions you may have about living in New York, playing for the Yankees, all of the information regarding all 27 world championships. Anything you could possibly want. And it blew Garrett Cole's mind. What I want to know, do they roll this red carpet out for anybody looking to contract? Or is it just the big names? Or is this just the first and only time they've done this? Like, did Jacoby Ellsbury sit in that office and watch the same presentation all those years ago when we signed him for a ridiculous amount of money? Listen, putting big contracts aside, I think Garrett Cole is worth the money. All right. This contract, he's making, um, $36 million per year. That's $902,000 per game, $9,000 per pitch. Granted, that's saying he, let's say throws a hundred pitches per game and $577 per ounce of beer drank in one game at Yankee stadium. And of course, 902,000 every time that Brett Gardner is ejected. All right, that was just my own little joke. But that's a lot of money. A whole lot of money. So uh, let's take a look at some of how some of how, how some of his friends, other MLB free agents, fared. Uh, so we'll talk about some of the bigger names on this list. Jose Abreu staying with the White Sox. Three years, $50 million. Justin Bohr just couldn't. Put himself back together again. He's going to sign over in Japan. Madison Bumgardner, the Mad Bum, signs with the Diamondbacks. Five years, $85 million. Diamondbacks, don't you remember the last time you did a contract like this? Zach Granke, it didn't work for you guys. Uh, Travis Darnod, uh, he'll go to the Braves for two years, $16 million. Tyler Flowers sticks with the Braves, $4 million contract. Brick Gardner, one more year with the Yankees at $12.5 million. You might be thinking that's ridiculous, but he had a career year last season. And not only that, but he is he is indisposable in the clubhouse. So definitely a huge move for them. Uh, Yasmani Grandal uh, signs with the White Sox for four years, $73 million. Didi Gregorius gets a one-year $14 million contract with the Phillies. So I'll get to see Dee Dee more often right here in Philadelphia. Cole Hamels, uh, he signed with the Braves for $18 million. 
Uh, let's see who else we got on this list. Howie Kendrick will remain with the Nationals for 6.2 mil. Mike Mustakas going to the Reds, four years, $64 million contract. Jay Godorizzi will stay with the Twins for a year and $17.8 million. Uh, Miguel Pineda stays with the Twins. Rick Porcello is going to the Mets. That's a one-year deal worth $10 million. Anthony Rendon, this was the other big one. Seven years, $245 million to go over to the Angels. The Angels just love doling out these giant contracts. They did it to Albert Pujols, and you remember how that worked out for them. Could be another year of Mike Trout not making the playoffs, but Rendon's a better player than that, so I think they'll fare better. Uh, Steven Strasburg, he'll remain with the Nationals for seven years, also $245 million. So they lose Rendon, which is huge, year after losing Gardner, uh, Gardner, uh, 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 Harper, but they'll at least be able to keep Steven Strasburg. Zach Wheeler also, uh, he went over the Phillies too for five years. Uh, $118 million. Adam Wainwright, he'll stay with the Cardinals. Uh, beyond that, yeah, a bunch of not-so-important names. All right, folks, and with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, but when we return, we got to talk a little NHL and NBA, plus our Athlete of the Week uh, wins this week for doing something not athletic at all. Stick with us, friends, Sports Sports Sports. We will be right back. Hey everybody, it is Jamie Grum here. I am just uh, trying to introduce you to a new podcast that I will be in with my friend Nick Drago. Uh, it is called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. And what we're going to do is just pick a random topic out of a hat, talk about it, see if we can learn anything, and uh, just have a little fun. So if you want to contact us, see us, we are going to be on Facebook, Twitter. You can email us at WeHateSports and you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Look forward to seeing you. friends welcome back to the show let's start talking about some hockey and i know most of you out there are like wait he's going with hockey first yeah it's winter time give give them their due uh golden knights beat the stars three to two um big game there for uh uh uh, the Golden Knights, they definitely needed a win. It was an overtime. Avalanche, they beat the Devils 3-1. to one. These are all on uh, Friday, by the way. Uh, let's move over to Saturday's games real quick. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. It's not loading quick enough. That's all right. While we're doing this, let's talk about uh, the Penguins beat the Kings on December 14th. That's Saturday. Penguins got to win 5-4 to four in a shootout. Uh, Senators, they beat the Blue Jackets 4-3. to That game also going into overtime. Uh, hat trick for uh, Dunclair for Ottawa. 
Uh, Islanders, they get a win over the Sabres, 3-2. to two, Definitely a much-needed win. Also, overtime game. A lot of OTs this weekend. Hurricanes beat the Flames for nothing. Ducks get a win over the Rangers, 4-3. to three. Stars beat the Preds, 4-1. to one. Red Wings got a win over the Canadians, 2-1. to one. Capitals beat the Lightning, 5-2. to two. Four goals in the third period of that game for Washington. Uh, Denver, they get a win over the Panthers, 4-2. Wild beat the Flyers, 4-1. Maple Leafs get a win over the Oilers, 4-1. And uh, the Blues beat the Blackhawks, 4-3. Devils beat the Coyotes, 2-1. And then the last game on Saturday was the Sharks and Canucks, uh, with the uh, Sharks winning it 4-2-2. So there were a lot of games that day. Uh, and then we're going to move over to uh, Sunday's game real quick. Ignore the uh, little banner there at the top of the screen. For those watching our YouTube channel, YouTube page, um, man, this takes forever to load. Let's do this. All right, well, uh, there was some big news this week about, uh, never mind, we're still not going to get to the dang big news. All right, right now, Golden Knights are beating the Canucks 4-1. to Jets court scored seven goals over the Flyers today, 7-3 win over the Flyers. Uh, Kings beat the Red Wings 4-2, to two, and the Blackhawks, they get a win 4-2-3. Okay, can I finally talk about the thing I wanted to talk about? Four players have over 50 points in the first 518 games of this season. 514. 514 games of this season. Connor McDavid with 57. Leon, I always mess up his last name 50, with 56. Nathan McKinnon with 50. And Brad Marchand of Boston with 50. David Pasternak's not far behind at 48. But the last time that four or more players had over 50 points in the first 514 games of the season was 1995, I want to say have it right here. 1996-1997, that season, you had Lemieux, Yager, Gretzky, uh, what were the other two? Joe Sackick and Matt Sundin. <laughs> that was so exciting, I just farted, in case you didn't hear it on the thing, on the, uh, the camera. <laughs> I apologize for that. Excuse me, somebody cut the cheese? Yeah, it was me. All right. So, uh, now that I'm thoroughly embarrassed, uh, the, <clears throat> okay. All right. All right. Let's recollect our thoughts here. Uh, first time in like 15, 20 something years that, uh, 25, almost 25 years that four players have over 50 points. It's a huge deal. Obviously, there's the whole thing with the uh, the goalie pads have been changed. Players are scoring more. Uh, Connor McDavid is secretly Jesus. There's a lot of stuff to talk about there. Uh, defensive leaders, Tristan Jarry is leading a lot of... Uh, He's he's leading save percentage and gold against goals against for the for the Penguins. Uh, not bad for a backup. He might be pushing Matt Murray for the starting job. And uh, goals, Dave Pasternak's at twenty eight there. Chad Eichel fifty three. He's on a huge point streak right now. Uh, Ao Alex Ovechkin at twenty one. Connor McDavid at twenty. And Leon Drazal Drazalt Drazadal Drazadal. I always mess up his name at twenty. The guy from Edmonton. And uh, yeah. Oh, and for wins, I, I guess we could talk about wins. Can't really see it on your screen because my face is blocking. But uh, Braden Holpe with 16. Same with Frederick Anderson. Uh, David Riddich has 15. First two at 16. David Riddich has 15. Bennington at 15. And Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck. He's also got 15. 
Okay, currently the standings sound and look like this. Bruins on top with 48 points. Sabres at 39. Uh, Canadians there at 36. Maple Leafs at 37. I'm sorry, they're also 36. Uh, the Lightning at 35. Panthers at 35. Senators at 30. And the Red Wings at 21. Now, the Panthers, huge fall. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They've lost three straight games. A week ago, they were in third place. Now they're not even in playoff contention. I mean, they are, but like, you know, they're towards the bottom of the barrel now. Meanwhile, the Canadians, uh, the Maple Leafs, they're six and four in their last ten. The the Lightning are, are somewhat pushing, although they're also four and five in their last ten, so not too great for them. Bruins still looking like the best team uh, for the Atlantic. Looking at the Metro, the uh, Capitals. Uh, continue to reign supreme. There are 53 points. Islanders are behind them with 46. Then you have the uh, Carolina Hurricanes at 42. Penguins also tied with them at 42. Uh, the Flyers at 39. Rangers at 36. And then you got the Blue Jackets at 30. And the Devils at 25. Moving into the West. The Blues are on top of the Central Division at 46 points, followed by the Avalanche at 45. Jets at 42. Stars at 42. Wild at 37. Predators at 33, and the Blackhawks at 30. So a little bit of a shake-up in here. Uh, Blues remain on top. Avalanche not far behind them. And then the Jets, the Stars. Uh, but the teams that uh, typically are playoff contenders, like the Wild, are usually pushing the Predators. They're not in it right now. So way to go, Avalanche. All right, and then the Pacific Coyotes remain on top here, but they've been going back and forth with the Oilers a little bit. Oilers, by the way, have lost their last four games. Calgary's at 40. Uh, they've also been pushing for that top spot. You also have the Golden Knights at 39, who are getting really close. They're in a huge hot streak right now. Well, you want to talk about a hot streak. I mean, Flames are 8-1 in their last 10. 8-1-1, I apologize. Uh, Canucks are, thir are 30, have 36 points. Sharks at 34. Ducks at 32. And the Kings at 31. Uh, any one of these teams could really be pushing right now. They're all within, you know, eight, nine points of each other. So um, really expects to see some craziness come out of the Pacific. All right, let's move over to the basketball. The uh, Knicks are beating the Kings 103 to 101. Uh, I'm sorry, they beat the Kings 103 to 101. That's two straight games for them. Good job, Knicks. Great work. I'm so proud of you guys. 76ers beat the Pelicans 116-109. Rockets got a win over the Magic 130-107. Lakers beat the Heat 113-110. Pacers got a win over the Hawks 110-100. Uh, Bucks beat the Grizzlies 127-114. Hornets get a win over the Bulls 83-73. Wow, what a low-scoring game. Jazz beat the Warriors 114-106. And the Clippers, they get a win over the Timberwolves 124 to 117. Those were all Friday's games. Let's move over to Saturday now. Because you know we got to talk about NBA Saturday. Uh, wait, this is today. What happened? I pressed the wrong button. All right, Raptors going to win over the Nets 110 to 102. Suns lose to the Spurs. 121 to 119. Grizzlies beat the Warriors 128 to 111. Bradley, Bradley Beal, by the way, 29 points, 10 rebounds for Washington. Bulls, they get a win over the Clippers 109 to 106. That sucks. The Clippers have only lost like eight games this year, and one of them happened to be against the Bulls. Ouchies. Bucks get a win over the Cavaliers, 135 to 108. Heat beat the Mavericks, 122 to 118. Pistons get a win over the Rockets, 115 to 107. And the Nuggets beat the Thunder. 
That's my thunder noise. Uh, 110 to 102. Speaking of those Nuggets, they are currently losing to none other than the New York Basketball Knicks. One, uh, 93 to 89. The Knicks could win their third straight game, and I just jinxed it by saying that. I got knock on wood here. Nets get a win over the 76ers, 109-83. Warriors currently losing to the Kings, 51-42. Uh, Magic beat the Pelicans, 130-119. Pacers got a win over the Hornets, 109-107-83. And the Lakers beat the Hawks, 100-96. Quick look over at the standings now. The Buccaneers, uh, it's the Buccaneers. Oh boy, I'm getting sleepy. The Bucks are on top uh, with a 24-3 record. The Heat are four and a half games behind them, so are the 76ers. Uh, Boston Celtics are five and a half games behind. So the Bucks are really pulling ahead in this thing. They've won 18 straight. They've only lost three games this season. Uh, so you got the Heat, 76ers, Bucks. The Raptors are six games back. Pacers are six games back. And they got the Brooklyn Nets at 14 and 12, a winning record. Orlando Magic's right behind them, and uh, that's the eighth spot. And then you got the Pistons, the Hornets, all oh, could really push, you know. And then you got the Bulls, Wizards, Cavaliers, and the Knicks, all uh, sucking up. Oh, and the Hawks. Hawks are down there too. They're all sucking up. Hawks have lost four straight, by the way. Stinks to be them. Uh, in the West, you got the Lakers on top. They, too, have only lost three games. Uh, have won their last seven straight. Clippers are four and a half behind them. Then you got the Mavericks at six back. Denver is 16 and eight. Rockets are 17 and nine. Jazz 15 and 11. And then you got the losing record teams. The Kings have a playoff spot right now at 11 and 14. Way to go, Kings. Suns are 11 and 14. Thunders 11 and 14. Uh, and then you got teams like the Timberwolves, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, all a game or two back from a playoff spot uh, at the moment. And then you got the Pelicans, and then dead last, your Golden State Warriors on a three-game losing streak. And before we finish off the show today, I got to talk about my athlete of the week, Victor Oladipo. Anybody out there a masked singer fan? It's a pretty weird show where celebrities dress up and sing to each other. I'm going to move this a little closer to my face. And um, anyway, uh, so this past week, spoiler alert, people. Spoiler alert, unless I already said it. I don't remember what I've said now. Anyway, um, this week, Victor Oladipo was announced. It was revealed to be one of the characters on The Masked Singer. He was the thingamajig was which was literally just this giant green thing with like tall spiky hair uh amazing singing voice i did not know that he sung that well and now i am definitely a fan of his singing as well as his play on the court for the pacers so it stinks he didn't win the competition but he was in the top five and for that victor you are my athlete of the week congratulations on making it so far hopefully the pacers make it to the playoffs and uh, with that, we're going to end off the show today. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She is the logo designer, set designer, and content editor of this podcast. The song you healer is called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link, to his web a link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks, as usual, to our social media warriors, Joe Calabro, Mary Kay Albert, and friends. Um, and uh, uh, what else? 
Oh my gosh, what else should I be thanking people for? I think that's it. Find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. You can also email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts, feelings, opinions, and anything you want me to say or do on the show. I'll literally do anything. Um, so yeah, with that, I'm just, I'm going to go now. So, uh, it was great hanging out with you guys. Really love it when you come on the show and all that jizzy jazz. Oh, that sounded wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Have a good one. Hopefully I don't fart again, but ca I farted again. Ca-caw!